Welcome to Today with Multifamily, where we talk with real people who tell us real stories about working in the apartment industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Today with Multifamily. The guest that I have today, some of you may know her. We typically focus on guests who work within the multifamily industry. And although she doesn't directly work with the multifamily industry, she has helped us throughout the years with different events. And so today we have Lauren Messina. She is the um, owner of LGM Weddings. So she's a wedding and event planner, and she has helped MAA a lot throughout the years with events. So we're going to talk today a little bit about event planning and kind of how that incorporates with multifamily. So Lauren, welcome. Hello. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being here. One thing people don't realize, and we've talked with a lot of guests over our last few seasons about what they do on a day in and day out basis, but events that they have for residents is super important. It's one way that properties can keep residents involved and engaged. And so Lauren has had the pleasure (laughs) of working with MAA on our events. So Lauren, tell us like how you got started in the event world and, and kind of why you have the experience that you have. Um, Well, I started with a local catering and florist company. Um, My mom used to do weddings growing up, so I had a little bit of that. I've tried to do photography on the side. I've had my hands in all aspects of an event, and I was just telling somebody the other day, I feel like that's what helps me be in the moment and really kind of assess this situation if anything is going on during planning and the actual event. So I feel like my background is strong in those, in every aspect that an event takes to run. And so one of the things that's a little bit challenging for our members is like, so they're property managers, they're leasing consultants. They have so many things that they have to do on a day in and day out basis. And so then to have to plan an event, not everyone necessarily has event experience. And you and I have had this conversation before, like people think, you know, oh, I've thrown a baby shower. It's so easy, but there's so much that goes into it. So like, what's the first thing someone's planning an event, like on a property, they're going to have a resident event. Like what's the first thing you tell them to do? Well, first question is what is your budget? Like, and how big or small do you want this event to be? How personable do you want this event to be? Are you wanting to like kind of hodgepodge and put stuff together? Are you wanting it to be very professional and, and then finding out who you're connected with in the event industry. A lot of people don't realize how much connection they really have. Yeah. So and I think budget, first of all, is so important. And a lot of times our properties will get with our vendors and they'll get sponsorships. So they'll give them gift cards that they can use to purchase the food and, and things um, or just have giveaways and door prizes at events. And so I think you said like working with thinking about people that you know, and those connections like caterers, like, you know, food truck companies or, you know, tent rental and chairs. Like a lot of times these properties are hosting in a clubhouse or their pool. They don't have all that they need. So working with those vendors to do that. And so I think vendor relations are super important. And I think in the apartment association, like I feel like some of y'all's people actually have things that you can rent from them directly. Like some of your businesses have tables that they have on hand And I don't think some of your apartments realize that too, that they can call those vendors that they use all the time for other things and see what they have. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the the best things about our our association is we do have those relationships where you can call, even if it's like another property, like, hey, we've got an event. I know y'all have got tables and chairs that you use. Could we use that too? Okay, so we've got the resident event happening. We've got the budget set. Like what's next? What do they, do they, how do we start marketing? Social media is huge. It's one of the primary ways and it's, not hurting your budget. It's not touching the budget to start with social media at the very basic. And it's making sure you tag whoever is involved or whoever you think 
needs to be involved um, and and tagging those people in social media. That's to me, that's probably the most important right now in our day and age of social media is push it every single day. Yeah, social media is huge. Definitely in the apartment world, it's super big. I mean, that's how they get all the word out, you know, whether it's for prospective residents or current residents. And so social media, a thousand percent and do it well. That's my tip. Schedule. Yes, yes. (laughs) Get good graphics. (laughs) (laughs) Try to learn the algorithms that don't really make sense. Yeah, yeah, they change daily. (laughs) So then another aspect of like event planning is like, okay, now we need to figure out food. Like we want to have alcohol. You know, a lot of them will start, like they'll have like beer and wine. They'll have finger foods. And, you know, this day and age, you being in the wedding world, people don't RSVP anymore. And so that's whether it's a corporate event, it's a wedding event, doesn't matter. So how would you tell someone to prepare for food if you don't know who's going to be there? You need to kind of average out, and I'm going to go to a wedding because that's what I know best, but you need to average the number of physical invitations you're sending out, physical people that you have contacted and kind of do a range to 40 to 60%. It's, I mean, I know that's a large percentage to differ, but that's kind of how you do it. And then you look at like the time of day that you're throwing that event. If it's at a lunchtime, then it needs to be heavier and hopefully they have time to come on their lunch breaks. But if it's after hours, if people are on their way home, you may have more people showing up for that event because they're like, wait, I'll stop in on the way in, like on the way home. So it's a game of percentages that you kind of have to Mm -hmm. guesstimate, but um, it could come down straight to like calling everybody that you've kind of touched and been like, hey, uh, are you coming or not? Yeah. And so, and and getting that verbal from them. And it, I mean, it's a little bit more work, but sometimes it's worth it depending on your budget. Okay, so most of our resident events that our members have, they're after hours. They're like, you know, they have like s'mores events or I've seen like Proseccos and popsicles like in the summer. So like if you're doing an after hours function and you just want like pickup foods, or like alcohol, like wine and beer, like how much, do you, like how much of pickup foods do you have? Do you have a couple like salty, a couple sweet? Like what do you typically pick when you're working with a client? Yeah, I did, uh, a small event last week where, um, and and you have to know your crowd. Like if it's, if it's men heavy or women heavy, because that's going to make a huge difference on what the women are willing to eat in front of people. Or if the men are talking back and forth, they're not going to stop to eat that food. They're going to drink. And it just is what it is. And across the board, they're going to be drinking more because they've just gotten off work. They've, they're trying to decompress at the same as marketing with people. I always say you need, a salty, a sweet, and a veggie of some of some sort. Something, and, and it can be like, I don't want to have any plates or forks. Great, let's do all pickup items. And then you kind of allot how many, like we did bacon wrap risotto. Well, I know from past events that people are going to love bacon, A, and carbs. Everybody and it's loves an bacon. easy pickup. So yeah. I'm, exactly. So I'm going to make sure there's at least one per person that we've guesstimated. Whereas like dips, I mean, I'd probably lower the number for dips because it kind of goes further. It's really knowing how like dips versus pickups versus sweet things. Like sweet things, you only want to do half because not everybody's going to grab a sweet thing um, and make it easy for them to grab too. So. Yeah. And I think too, if you work with a caterer, they can help you figure all that out too. And they mm-hmm. usually always prepare for like a certain percentage over the he- the number that you give them. But for some properties, they're yeah. a little more, and you know, depending on the event, they're going to do it themselves. So a lot of people don't yeah. realize that you can go to like Sam's and Costco and they have great like pre-done appetizers that you can buy and you can take them off their trays and put them on your trays. And I know you've yes. done that some with like events. 
Um, I did it recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, so there's ways that you can make it look like it's catered, but it's not. And you're saving money. But you still have to kind of understand like portion control. Like, okay, you know, if you're you're going to a caterer and you tell them this is how many I have, they're going to know, okay, well, you need this much of this much. But if you're just going to go do it yourself, you've got to plan a little better. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, two weeks ago, did kind of a corporate event. And then the, the next week I did it and I did it through like a catering company. But I provided almost the same thing. I literally went to Sam's. I made sure to have a cold dip. I mean, we didn't do any hot dips. So I made sure I had two cold dips. I had, they do. Sam's has the pre-done vegetables with either hummus or ranch with it. Like you literally just take it out of that plastic and have the serving pieces for it. And it's, I mean, it's so easy. And people are like, wow. And I'm like, I literally cut it up and like pulled it out of the jar. Like it's, it's simple and budget friendly. Yeah. And I think too, that for like properties, especially because a lot of our properties, they do host pretty regularly, like especially in the college towns. I mean, they have two to three events a month. And so I think if you're going to do that kind of event and to save money, you're probably going to go the Sam's Costco route. It's also good to invest in like serving pieces that you can use over and over again. And that way that display, it looks like, oh, a caterer came in and did it, but they didn't. You did it yourself. And you can get, I mean, we can go to Home Goods and TJ Maxx to find serving pieces at real good price. Yeah. And they look good. And you can use them literally all year long. Yeah. So. And when all else fails, Chick-fil-A also is great. She can. Always. Everybody loves a chicken mini. So those are all really great tips that I think our members can use and utilize. And they may already know them, but I think it helps. But I think a big thing, too, that people don't realize, again, like there's so much that properties do, but a a portion of it is having the events, is keeping the residents engaged. And so one of the reasons they host these events is to show residents like this is a fun place to live. Look at all these things that we do. We're a sense of community. So it's really important if you're not doing events to make sure that you are so that you're finding a way to engage residents, uh, but it also helps with prospective residents. They can see that, you know, you are hosting different things um, a month, especially if they're, you know, like in Jackson, for example, we have a lot of students that come in to go to the university here. So they are from out of state. They're from other towns. Like they want to be able to connect with people that they don't know at their apartment communities. Yeah. I think over the last two years, we've realized how much of a connection we need face to face that it's so important to start doing it again. Yeah. And it's very successful when you do it because it's people realize how much they need it. So yeah. yeah. Networking is huge. And I've like you said, I think over the last few years, those that have started hosting of resident events again or weddings or whatever type of event, you've seen the spike in attendance. Mm-hmm. People want to get back to having that networking yes. and that opportunity. So I think yeah. if you're not doing events, you know, definitely start and I think this podcast will be great tips for you to figure out how to get started from some yep, experts. Yep. Um, so speaking of a big event, so every year MAA, we host the Diamond Awards. And so the Diamond Awards was created to really, for our industry to recognize what our industry does and recognize those, you know, whether it's maintenance, property managers, you know, recognize all of those that work on site day in and day out to make sure that residents have a home. So we have that coming up in January and Lauren assists us a lot with that. So Lauren, (laughs) that event is always interesting. We host one gala in Jackson and one in Hattiesburg. So what's your experience like with that and helping get that going? Um, I think the biggest thing is finding a location because we're very, we're very set on certain things that we like to see at the gala. We want it to be plated. We want it to be very intimate and gala. We want it to be feel like a true gala, like 
We're dressing up. We're getting, yeah, fancy. So I think the biggest thing is finding that location that has those tables and chairs, lighting, all of the things included in it. So we can use our budget for the plated dinners because plated is more expensive than buffet, but that's what we want. That's how we do it. We Um, want a good open bar. Yeah. Good (laughs) open bar always. Um, We want that possible DJ atmosphere after the fact. We want to possibly have somebody taking pictures for that like aspect to feel bougie, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, with taking pictures and, and dressing up. So I think those are the most important things we go into with the gala every year. Yeah. And there's so much behind the scenes and that's with any event. I mean, we start pre- preparing for the gala in August. We do like a nomination period. And, and so you spent all of these months, you know, prepping, getting the awards ordered, getting the nominees, to, you know, registered for the event. And then mm-hmm. the event comes and it's over in a flash. Um, you know, even one of the issues we have every year, people don't realize is we have a red carpet for our event every year. <laughs> Getting that red carpet delivered. I don't know why. It's such a challenge. <laughs> People yeah. don't appreciate that red carpet, but Lauren and I do. <laughs> no, they don't. Because it really, it brings it together. And again, that's that example of the vendors that are in the association. We go to them and say, hey, what do you have? Well, one of our vendors has a red carpet. Yes. We call them every year to use that red carpet. <laughs> yeah. No, we because it's do important to us. And, no, it, and people expect it and they love it because they're like, oh, I'm on a red carpet with, what are those backdrops called? Step and call repeat them? banners. Step and repeat banners. <laughs> if you never knew what they are, now you know. <laughs> Step and repeat banners. I mean, it pulls that simple add-on. One, we did not pay for that rug. It was donated for the night. And then the step and repeat is a decent price. So one aspect that's like in your face, look what we did. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, again, it goes back to a benefit of being of MAA is that sense of community. And there's so many people that we can call on, you know, to borrow things or barter with them (laughs) to try to make make event costs a little lower. So, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, there's so much that goes on in multifamily, but I think the events just kind of bring everybody together, whether it's a resident event or it's, you know, a networking event or it's, you know, MAA recognizing our members at a gala. Events are important. And so to wrap it up, like if anyone's listened to this episode and they're still a little you know, timid and don't know kind of how to get started on planning a resident event. We'll give them the quick basics of like what they should do to get started. Get that budget, figure out what it is, decide if it's something you want to take on yourself by going to Sam's or Costco and doing like a simple way to do it. Or if you want to go to a caterer or a vendor. And also I think this is the most important. And this is something that I strive to in my company is Find your vendors. And even if you don't know them, if somebody you know knows them, you need to make that known when you're talking to them. Call them and say, hey, Megan Elder is a good friend of mine. She told me to give you a call. Or, hey, I'm with the MAA Association, and I was told to give you a call because you are really good at this job. And most of the time they are. And most of the time they are very willing to help you. So use your connections. I I think that's probably the most important out of all when you're coming going through events use your connections I agree and then just to give you a plug worst case if you're overwhelmed you can always hire Lauren's company to help assist (laughs) that doesn't hurt (laughs) and she's very involved in MAA yes yes (laughs) I do weddings and events and all of it so call me yes so well thank you so much for your time and for your tips Lauren and thank you all for listening
Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you'll be notified of future episodes.